Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Why are you here? I am here because my ex-husband is suing me uh, for an op-ed I wrote. And how do you feel about that? I, um, I st- struggle to have the words. I struggle to find the words to describe how uh, painful this is. Um, this is horrible for me to sit here for weeks and um, relive everything. Um, Hear people that I knew, um, some well, some not. My ex-husband with whom I shared a life. um, Speak um, about our lives in the way that they have. Um, this has been one of the, this is the most painful and difficult thing I've ever gone through for sure. That's actress Amber Heard testifying about what it's been like to be the subject of the most watched televised trial in quite some time. Hey everybody, welcome to Sidebar presented by Law and Crime, where we recap the biggest moments in the day's biggest trials. I'm Jesse Weber. So we're talking the ongoing trial of Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard out in Fairfax County, Virginia, and we just wrapped up day 14. Now a reminder here, Depp is suing his ex-wife for $50 million claiming defamation, namely that she falsely accused him of domestic violence in a 2018 Washington Post op-ed piece, and that that article ruined his life and career. And she's actually countersuing him for $100 million, saying he defamed her when he orchestrated a public smear campaign against her, saying that she made up her injuries and lied about him being an abuser. Now, today was a big day, but before we even get to Amber Heard taking the stand, we have to talk about what happened in the morning. The day started with the continued testimony of Heard's first witness in her case, Dr. Dawn Hughes. You might recall that this clinical and forensic psychologist who evaluated Heard opined that Heard had shown signs of being a victim of domestic or intimate partner violence. She testified that all of these behaviors of Heard that Depp had highlighted in his case over the past few weeks, namely Heard physically lashing out at Depp, 
or her yelling at him or her refusing to leave or her not cooperating with police during a domestic violence incident. These are all symptoms of her being a victim, not an abuser. And Dr. Hughes would explain how the alleged acts of death could constitute physical, psychological, verbal, or mental abuse. However, today was about her being cross-examined by Depp's team. And Depp's attorney took issue that during Hughes' testimony, she kept referring to the perpetrator of violence as a male and the victim as a female, and that she rarely, if ever, testified on behalf of a male victim, all trying to show a bias as a paid witness for her. And they continued with trying to pick apart her conclusions. You have not formed an opinion as to whether Mr. Depp committed intimate partner violence against Ms. Hurd, correct? Correct. I formed the opinion that Ms. Hurd's report of the intimate partner violence is consistent with what we know in the literature about intimate partner violence. And you have no independent knowledge of the facts underlying the alleged abuse, correct? I have the knowledge of the plethora of documents that I've reviewed in this case. No, I'm asking you your independent first-hand knowledge. You have none of that, right? You mean whether I was there? Yeah, you of, weren't there. Of course not. Okay. Um, and you're not testifying to the veracity, the truthfulness of any of the allegations. Correct. All of those statements that you reviewed those were statements that started with Ms. Hurd, correct? Not necessarily. Well, the medical records did, didn't they? Well, the medical records, if she's self-reporting what happened to her, sure. I mean, that's what we do when we go to a physician. We say, I have a headache. We're self-reporting our difficulties. Yeah. Um, everything Ms. Hurd reported directly to you was after she was sued by Mr. Depp in this case, correct? Correct. And you didn't meet Ms. Hurd until, what, September 2019? That was the first evaluation appointment, correct. You know what this is? I believe this is the um, knife that Ms. Hurd gave to Mr. Depp as a gift. All right. And you speak Spanish? Un poquito. Do you know what it says? Yes, it says, hasta la muerta, until death. So a woman you suggest has characteristics of being afraid for her life gives her intimate partner a large knife which she has inscribed until death. That's your testimony? Well, there's context. Dr. Hughes was then questioned once again by Heard's counsel and had her confirm that she still believes Heard has signs of being a victim and that she suffers from PTSD. But from there, after the lunch break, it was the moment we were all waiting for Amber Heard taking the stand. She is a defendant and counter plaintiff in this case, so clearly there is a lot riding on her testimony. She started off by talking about her background, growing up in Texas, how she became an actress, moved to Hollywood, and ultimately how she met Johnny Depp while auditioning for and working with him on the movie The Rum Diary together. And believe it or not, Depp and Heard actually agree on something. They both testified that there was this intimate on-camera kiss during the movie, and it was a moment that they both described as very real and very different, and that changed everything. You don't, like, you, <laughs> you don't use your tongue if you can't, if you can avoid it. There's certain things that you do to just 
maintain a certain line and it just felt like those lines were blurred. I mean, he grabbed my face and pulled me into him and really kissed me. Did, but we were filming a scene. Did he use his tongue? Yes. And during the press tour for the movie is when things between the two really heated up. Then we drank red wine and continued to talk and the talking became us, you know, reconnect, you know, it was like reconnection was almost instant. Um, it was just chemistry. It's hard to explain that, but we sat on the couch and we talked and, um, you know, it, it felt like there was, uh, it, it felt like there was an electricity to the room. And that's how I felt when I was alone with him anyway. And it was instant again. I was like, whoa. So uh, on the on the couch, we, we talked, finished some wine, and then I got up and left. And as I went to leave, uh, he grabbed both sides of my face, uh, similar to what he did in, in, in Puerto Rico when we were filming that, that scene. And he kissed me, and I kissed him back. And what happened next with respect to any relationship with Mr. Depp? Well, then we fell in love. Uh, we went on this press tour, and we went. It, it was it was a beautiful and strange time. You know, we went from we we're flying from one not together, but you know, going from one city to the next, Europe, um, New York, Los Angeles, as I said, and we're just traveling around talking about this movie that we did together, that we participated in together. And we were falling in love. I mean, it was just, you know, at the first dinner in London, he s sat me next to me. You know, he produced the film and was a part of controlling the film and was responsible for different things than I was as a small, as an actor having a small part in it. And um, we went on this press tour, and I think in London he sat had me sat next to him at this at a dinner and then we ended up spending the night together in my hotel room but then the testimony took a grim turn stay with us here at sidebar as we'll continue right after these words from our friends at the court junkie podcast Imagine spending 16 years in prison for a crime you didn't commit. Or imagine being on the jury at a trial where you have to decide whether a father murdered a family or whether it was a cartel hit. This is Jillian from Court Junkie, a podcast that examines criminal cases and trials. Each week, I give you the facts of a new case and let you decide if you agree with the outcome. Make sure to subscribe to Court Junkie on Apple, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast apps. Now, Heard testified that after a whirlwind romance with Johnny Depp that actually had to be kept in secret because Depp was still in another relationship and was involved with someone else, she says things turned sour. And it was mostly due to what she said were issues of jealousy, control, anger that was all fueled by Depp's substance abuse. And that other thing was awful, awful thing that would come out and... take over and it was you couldn't see the Johnny I loved underneath it it was this other thing and no one told him no one was honest with him no one you know he'd pass out in his own vomit he'd lose control of his body his you know he'd lose control and 
everyone clean up after him. I cleaned up after him. I mean, this man lost control of his bowels and I cleaned up after him. His, his, his security cleaned up after him, changed his pants in front of me. He would pass out in his own sick. You know, and then he'd walk around saying he didn't have a problem. Until he did. Until he couldn't support it anymore and he'd get clean and he'd get sober and then he was this thing again. This thing that made me feel so loved, that made me feel like... Heard would also recall for the jury the first time she says Depp hit her. I was sitting on the couch and we were talking. We were having a like a normal conversation, you know, just there was no fighting, no argument, nothing. And um, he was drinking and um, I didn't realize at the time, but I think he was using cocaine because it was like there was a jar, a jar of cocaine out on the table. I, re I realize that sounds weird, but it was like a, an actual vintage jar of it. But I didn't see him use it at the time, so I, I didn't really factor that in. I just, you know, he's drinking and we're talking and it's there's music playing and he's smoking cigarettes and we're sitting next to each other on the couch. And I ask him about the tattoo he has on his arm. And to me, it just looked like um, black marks. It, like I didn't know, I didn't know what it said. It just looked like muddled, faded tattoo that was hard to read. And I said, what, is it, what does it say? And he um, said, it says, why no? It says, why no? And I, um, I didn't see that. I thought he was joking uh, because it didn't look like it said that at all. And I laughed. It was that simple. Um, I, I just laughed because I thought he was joking. And slapped me across the face. And I laughed. I laughed because I, I didn't know what else to do. I thought this must be a joke. I was just sitting there on this, on, on this carpet, looking at the dirty carpet, wondering how I wound up on this carpet and why I was never, why I never noticed that the carpet was so filthy before. And I just didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to react. I just, sat there thinking, how much time do I have to I figure out what I need to do because, God, did he just hit me? No, I didn't want to leave him. I didn't want this to be the reality. I didn't want to have the man I was in love with. I know you don't come back from that. You know, I'm not dumb. I, I know you can't hit a woman. I, you can't hit a man. You can't hit anyone. You can't just hit somebody because they... I knew there was no, I knew it was wrong and I knew that I had to leave him. And that's what broke my heart because I didn't want to leave him. I thought if I got up out of that room, I'd leave the best thing that ever happened to me. And I wish I could sit here and say I stood up and I walked out of that house and I drew a line and I stood up for myself. carpet trying to will myself to get up to walk out of the door because I knew I needed to and I really slowly I stood up and I remember looking at him in the eye 
and just looking at him, frankly, because I didn't know what else to do. And before I know it, he starts crying. And, you know, like, I, I had never seen an adult man cry. Um, I didn't even really see my dad cry at my grandma's funeral. You know, it's just, it's weird. And he's crying. Uh, tears, I mean, just falling out of his eyes. He gets down on his knees and he grabs my hands and he's touching my hands and he's saying to me, I will never do that again. I'm so sorry, baby. I, I put the f***er away. I thought I killed it and it's... It's done. I, 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 I thought I put the monster away and I've done it before. It's done. But on his knees. Now I should tell you that I was in the courtroom when Heard took the stand and I was looking at the jury and they are intently taking notes and watching Amber Heard. In my opinion, this is a highly attentive jury throughout this case, which is exactly what you want. But you really can't get a read on what they're thinking. They seemed stone-faced throughout her testimony. But from there, Heard would describe more disturbing allegations of abuse like this. He's like grabbing my, my, my breasts, he's touching my thighs, um, he rips my underwear off, um, and then he... <laughs> proceeds to do a cavity search. He was looking, he said he was looking for his drugs, his cocaine, his coke. I was wondering how I, somebody who didn't do cocaine and was against it, that was in and of itself causing problems in our relationship. How could I hide, why would I hide his drugs from, like, I, like he was insinuating that I was doing it or something? It made no sense. And... He was telling me we're doing we're gonna we're gonna conduct a cavity search, shall we? Like, just shoved his fingers inside me. Now, I, I just I just I just stood there staring at the stupid light. I didn't know what to, you know, I didn't know what to do. I just stood it just stood there while he did that. He twisted his fingers around. I, I don't something to keep in mind as you listen to this testimony. The jury only has to believe one instance of abuse in this case to make those statements in the Washington Post article true. If they believe that, Depp would lose. Heard will be back on the stand tomorrow. And we're going to cover it for you on Law and Crime. Thanks for listening to us here at Sidebar. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.